welcome to the Creating Love Together podcast. This is a show where no topic is off limits. Every week, we will be raw and real and give you real life scenarios to help create the relationship that you desire. All right, so I had a topic come across my mind, and it was really about finding yourself before you can really develop a strong relationship. And if you've noticed, people that are dysfunctional, they attract the same dysfunction over and over. And there had to come a point in our lives together where we worked on ourselves. Um, that way we can have a more healthy relationship. I think a lot of people look at relationships as this is going to fix me or having babies as this is going to make the relationship better or whatever the scenario is, we we think about everything except for working on ourselves. Does that sound pretty accurate? It does because you never think about it. Okay, let's work together or, oh, it's the kids or blah, 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 like every excuse in the book. But when do you think about yourself? You don't, especially as a mother. Yeah. Like you're so busy focusing on everyone else, you never think to focus on yourself. Yeah. I think somewhere in American culture, we we have been duped into putting the kids first. And I know we've talked about this before, but... Not in this episode, or yeah. not in this podcast, yeah, though. Yeah, it goes <laughs> hand in hand with what we're talking about, because... Like in order to like find yourself, there's some priority shifts that need to kind of take place um, in understanding that I'm just more than my role as a father, more than my role as a husband. But who I am is it, it needs to be discovered and developed and nurtured and grow for me to be the best I can be in these other situations, other areas of life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And until you get to that point, you will never be the best mother you can be or the best father or husband or wife. Right. You have to work on you first. So uh, I'm going to take um, our listeners back to a scenario probably about um, three years ago where pretty much I lived for my daughter. And so my activities uh, concerning my life were all about her. Uh, I think even my birthday party was at a... Um, a wild animal park for her. Um, And my days and weeks were planned around activities with her. Now, there's nothing wrong with that per se. But when you look at your life as a whole and you center your life and it revolves around your child, there can come just a lot of dysfunction that comes from that. Well, and not only that, but you're also show, showing your child that they're the center of the world and you don't matter. What they want to do is more important than what, than what you want to do. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are going to hate on this, but your child is not the center of the universe. Yeah. They're not. Because if you put them in that position, what happens when they grow up and they have friends and they're not the center of their universe? They're going to struggle. Yeah. Or they they grow up and they're in relationships and they feel like they have to be the center of the universe. Well, what about their spouse? Yeah. They're so focused on themselves that they're not focusing on their spouse the way they should be. Yeah. So it totally affects them for the rest of your life. I mean, their life. Yeah. 
So it's just not healthy to put them as the number one center of the universe. Yeah. Um, have you ever had a time where like the kids were the center and the focus and you kind of like lost yourself in the, in the way or? Oh my gosh. For, let me think. Um, oh my goodness. Probably about 17 years. 17 years? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, maybe a little bit less than that. Probably about 16 years. Uh-huh. That's how it was. My kids were my life. They Everything I did revolved around them. Nothing I did was for me. Um, I didn't matter. I mean, even down to buying myself clothing yeah. didn't matter. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I need a new shirt so badly, or I need new pants or shoes or whatever. And I would, and this is a stereotypical mother, uh-huh. and this is so sad. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go buy myself a new pair of shoes. And I'd get to the store. Oh, my gosh, these are so cute. I got to get this for for so-and-so. Or, oh, my gosh, my boy would love this. Or Yeah. And I would walk out with stuff for them and nothing for me. Right. And that was like every single time. So I had crappy shoes. I had old, worn-out clothing because... I was putting the focus on them and not me. Yeah. Yeah, I totally see that. Um, this might be weird, but I heard in the the African culture, they don't have that problem. And their, their philosophy, and I'm not trying to be chauvinistic or whatever, but the parents are what mattered. Because if they were to bring any food home or do, you know, all the strenuous work that they need to do, then the parents need to be well nurtured to be able to provide for their kids. So it's this idea of of parents first. And that's yeah. hard for um, for us as a society to grasp because we'll do anything yeah. for our kids. Yeah. And there's some sort of morale to putting your kids first and sacrificing and, and all that stuff. But when you think about it, what happens when the kids rule the home? Oh, oh my gosh. It's not fun. Right. You know, because it's like if the kids rule the home and you're like, okay, kids, come help with this. They're like, but I don't want to. Okay, fine. I'll just yeah. do it then. Uh-huh. Like it's not a good situation. You know, and – you you bringing up um, Africa and the parents come first and all that. It just, for some reason, maybe it's because I fly a lot, but it makes me think about flying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when they go through whatever spiel it is that they do that everyone zones out on. Um, but one of the things that they say is if the airbags are deployed, if there's an emergency, do your air mask first. And then help those around you. Even yeah. if it's your children, help yourself first and then help your children. Yeah. Because if you don't help yourself first, you're not in a position to help anyone yeah. else. Oh so you have God. to come first. That is such a powerful analogy. Like yeah. th- that hits home to exactly what I'm talking about. Because let's say that there are conflicting needs, like between um, the parents and the child. You know, which which ones get met? Um, the need, for example, like a date night or, or, or time and your, and your child's band practice or recital or whatever it is. I'm just yeah. throwing an example out there. 
which one takes paramount, which one takes precedence, and what is more important for the kids to see, a dynamic relationship that is well-nurtured and fed, or a mom, which I've seen, totally life dictated by everything that her kids do, that is getting them up in the morning, getting them ready for school, getting breakfast, packing their lunch, getting them off to school, cleaning, washing, doing the dishes, you know, maybe get a little soap opera in before the kids come back home and then it's time for homework, then it's time for dinner, then it's time for this, that, and the other thing. And then, oh, horse practice and dancing and blah, 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 right? Yeah. And and you could turn into this like little mechanical of a person where your life is just centered around your kids. And we wonder why the household is not working correctly and everybody's exactly. frustrated. Yeah. I know when I, cause I'm, I'm, we're human and every once in a while I slip back into that role where it's all about the kids and it's in those moments when I finally realize it and it doesn't take me long to, to figure it out anymore. But the moment I realize I'm back in that situation where I'm just this robot going through the motions that I realize I have stopped taking time for myself. We've not done a date night, like whatever it is, like. I have stopped taking care of myself. And for me, and it should be this way for most people, but for me, if we're not doing date night, that affects me personally. Like, I just, that's something I need. It's not a want. It's a need I have. Like, I have to have date night with you. And when I don't, like, we've gone, I think, three weeks now without a, out of date night mm-hmm. because of don't, work. Don't be snitching on us. <laughs> We're being honest here. Uh, she's snitching. I am. But no, it's but it's not because we've not wanted to. We've had events. Um we had an event and then we had another event. And then this weekend, um, your back's been bothering you. Yeah. And so you've been kind of laid up. So it's been legit reasons. Um, but I can tell a difference in me. Yeah. I just I don't know how to describe it, but it's like I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, I don't want to say anxiety, but it's like this building up of frustration or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like pent up inside me and it needs to like be released. And the only way to do that is date night. Yeah. Um, She's got pent up anxiety and it needs to be released. It does. Can you help me release this, please? <laughs> um, I'm your huckleberry. Thank you, babe. Um. But that's, I mean, that's how it is. Like, we have to have our time for ourselves. Like, we love our kids. We do everything we can for them. You know, they're in dance and they take, you know, they're in horse lessons. That's why I mentioned those. I was like, just being real life. Like, this is what our life is, you know? Yeah. Um, Because we have three teenagers in there, you know, they're just right after each other in age and just really active and busy and, and, um, Right now, we dropped them off at the movies and and ran to the office to <laughs> to do our work. So yeah, yeah, so busy. We are we're we're so busy and we have so much going on. But we have also made a point for so long now that our kids know Friday night's date night. Yeah, you know they know that mom and dad need their time together. They just know that, and so they know what to expect. They know like. 8 o'clock, 8.30, they go upstairs, they do their thing up there, and they leave mom and dad alone. Yeah. They just know it. Yeah. You know, it's not a spoken 
thing in our home is just something that we have shown them over time. So let's bring this home. Uh, you can go ahead and speak to the women for a, for a second. There's this woman that I'm talking about, and she's doing all those things. Yes. Like from morning to night. And, you know, then the husband comes home seven, eight o'clock at night because of this, that, and the other thing and work and, you know, and, and they're stuck in this whole routine of their whole lives being centered around their kids. What do they do? So, you know, as the mom, my first question would be, and I've been in this position, my first question is, how old is your child? Are they two years old and they can't feed themselves, they can't dress themselves, whatever? Are they in kindergarten? Can they feed themselves, but you have to cook for them? Are they 10 years old? Are they 16 years old? What are you doing that they can and should do for themselves? Oh, let's go there. Okay. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Okay. So. Remind me of that. Let's come back around. We got to go there. As soon as I'm done with this thought, because it's the same. Yeah, we'll go. So. If your child is 16 years old and you are cleaning their bedroom, WTF? Come on, what are you doing? Yeah. Your child at 16 should know how to clean their bedroom. And if they don't, teach them how to do it because they should be doing that for themselves. Yeah. If your kid is six years old, um, yeah, maybe they'll need a little bit of help. Get in there and do it with them. Yeah. But don't do it for them. Because if you just continue to do all this stuff for your child, things they can and should be doing for themselves, as they grow up, they're not going to have those abilities. Yeah. Jordan today, mom, can you help me do laundry? Okay. um, Sure. Why? Just do it. I don't know how. And I thought back and I'm like, have I ever taught this kid how to do laundry? Yeah. I think it's the (laughs) new washer because that baffled me too. I'm like, what? Because- you know, the girls are like completely self-sufficient yeah, and just, you know, run with things. And they're, they're almost like, like little autopilots, like w- very few like course correcting needs to happen with them, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it never even dawned on me with the new washer. Like, did he even know how to operate it? Yeah. <laughs> but that goes to the point of this, like endeavor to do everything you can to teach your kids responsibility. Yeah. Like, why are you packing their lunch? Like, when should a child pack their lunch? Now, this is debatable, like, per child, but, like, seven years old? Why can't they start packing their lunch? Actually, if you make it fun at that Mm -hmm. time and you make it fun and you build that up for a little while, then by the time that they're eight or whatever it is, they've already got the routine down and they're already doing it themselves. So there's so many things, like, that we face every day. Um for example, if your kids have a daily routine or a weekly routine, it can always be before that their room has to be clean. Yeah. And then it's like almost like on autopilot because they know before I go do this, that, and the other thing, my room has to be clean. And therefore, it requires no major frustration from our part. You yeah. know what I mean? So we set ourselves up sometimes for this chaos. And is it a mother? Wants to be like, doesn't feel that identity if they're not like nurturing and like this caring. Uh, You know, I think it goes back to that's the mother's role. That's what the mom's supposed to do. Your life's supposed to revolve around your kids. That's what it goes back to. 
Because even when you're saying, teach your kid at eight years old to make their own lunch or teach them at six years old or whatever, instantly my mom's, my mind's like, mom brain, mom thought, but that's how you show them love. You do yeah. stuff for them. And then um, I thought, but, but wait a minute. You know, because if you're making your kids lunch at eight years old, but they can do it, you're taking away something from them. Their power. You're taking away their power. Because, I mean, they have so little, you know, choices in life um, because you're always dictating what they should be doing. Or doing it for them. Yeah, or doing it for them. It's like, let them make their lunch and choose for themselves. Do we have chips? Do we have crackers? Do we have pudding? Like, yeah. let them make those choices, you know? Um, I do see the benefit of doing it together because it's just some time together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. But then at the same time, like if you have your kids making their own lunches, how much time every single day do you spend making school lunches? Yeah. Okay. How but, much time is that? If you can pass that off to your kids to do, yeah. then how much extra time are you going to have to sit down and have that cup of coffee exactly. or to sit down and just breathe for a minute? So yeah, something I, as simple I remember as that. like being so frustrated, like at, at, at a very young age with my daughter that we were scrounging around looking for clothes for school the next day. Yeah. Like, and so immediately I was like, that's ending. Like I can't stand being, you know, frustrated in the morning. So, um, it just got in the routine of, let me see your clothes for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You don't know, got that to that point. And then of course, after you build up that, then they just kind of dress themselves and they get in that routine. Yeah. Like we're not asking our kids anymore. Like, what are you wearing tomorrow? Um, that's a sufficient question when they're, you know, young. But if we're, if they're still eight, nine, 10 years old and we're asking them, what are they going to wear tomorrow? Yeah. Then we're doing our kids a disservice, but we're doing it or as society, as a culture, in so many areas of their life. we And then we wonder why they they can't do anything. Yeah. And we wonder why, you know, kids move back into their parents' home. Yeah. Um, or well, there to shelter them from the fall is what it is. Yeah. Well, and even, you know, you're talking about, you know, you're teaching Jaden to plan out her clothes the night before. So you're teaching her to plan ahead. Yeah. So you're not waiting till last minute. So you're teaching them really good life lessons like, okay, let's plan ahead of time so last minute we're not scrambling. Yeah. So that's a huge life skill that a lot of people don't have. Yeah. And this can go into the extreme dysfunctional side. like the, oh, So this philosophy carried out to the extreme and this enabling behavior, now all of a sudden your kid is smoking marijuana and getting in trouble at school. And you want to cushion that fall and not give hard consequences like good luck getting some money for me for, for quite a long, you know, yeah. a long time or whatever the, the consequences is. We, we become this like little safety net and this little coddling thing that keeps them exactly where, where they, where they are and not growing. Yeah. Yeah. So you're really doing a disservice to your kids. Yeah. You know, you need to teach them how to be functionable human beings how to be how to be able to like run their life you're giving them the option to choose yeah do i wear this do i wear that do i eat this do i eat that 
so many kids don't even know how. You know, it's like, how do I go grocery shopping? Yeah. How do I peel a banana? Like, <laughs> you know, just like it sounds yeah. funny, but it's a truth. Just not able to do anything. Yeah. Either. Cody, our 18-year-old, had has gone grocery shopping with me a thousand times. He moves out on his own and he calls me up and he's like, or no, he called you up and he's like, Tim, how do I go grocery shopping? How do I do this? I had, he's gone with me a thousand yeah. times, but I never dawned on me. That he didn't plan breakfast. And, that he didn't yeah. know the planning. Yeah. How do I, you know, something simple. Yeah, it's planning. I face that a lot because I, um, I helped a lot of kids from, from Compton and South Central and stuff and get on their own apartment and this, that, and the other thing. And they're giving a $50 allowance a week, right? At uh, these programs. And $50 a week is going to get you top ramen and peanut butter and jelly. It's not going to get you much. Yeah. Um, for a kid. So um, I heard one of the one of the kids um, went out and got a big old steak. And so <laughs> he spent like his whole $50 on one meal, you know. And it's yeah. just, you know, just skills that, that you think have been taught, but they're not. And they go out into the real world. So... My mind goes back to my grandmother. Like, she loved me to death. And I'm telling you, she loved me to death. And, and I'm going to explain exactly what that means. So I came from a very um, uh, neglectful environment where they didn't really do anything for me. Like, dirty, stinky, smelly, hungry. What was, was done for me? Lunch plaque, blah, blah, blah. Um, she literally loved me to death. And I went from one extreme to the other and um ended up becoming very irresponsible and um you know in that codependent dysfunctional uh thing that was going on there but i don't think mothers know and I was, why am i bagging on mothers i don't think fathers because, know either right no that but sometimes, i don't think fathers are in the same position though sometimes you can love your kid to death yeah and that is put up with their their addictive behavior put up with their rebellion, put up with all this stuff and, and just coddle that and, and just provide more fuel to the fire. Yeah. Sorry. I was yawning. <laughs> you <laughs> Dang, thought I was going to say something. <laughs> no, not at all. It's really good information. Yeah. Um, you know, it just, if we can teach our children how to, do for themselves what yeah. they can and should, that takes weight off as us, as individuals, as a husband and wife, and gives us more time to be able to focus on ourselves. Yeah. Which people say, your life's not about yourself, it's about your children. BS. Yeah. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't be there for anyone else. Exactly. Um, and so if you can take these different responsibilities you do every single day that your children can and should do for themselves... It's going to make all the difference in your world. Mm -hmm. It's going to take a lot of weight off your shoulders. It'll give you and your spouse more time together. And in doing so, <clears throat> you're showing your kids that you matter, that you have thoughts and you have feelings and emotions, and that it's okay for those to be acknowledged. And it shows that mom and dad have a relationship outside of the kids, and the kids are going to learn that, and they're going to they're going to mimic that when they get older. 
So what kind of relationship do you want your kids to have when they're older? Do you want them to, you know, be in dysfunction or do you want them in a healthy relationship where the husband and wife lean on each other and they're codependent? No, not codependent. Interdependent. Yeah. Not codependent. That's bad. (laughs) Interdependent. Yeah. Like that's what you want your children to see. And you don't want them... You don't want to live in your house when you're 25, right? No. Like 18 I'm and thinking you're out the like, door. Like they're 18 years old and unless they needed a little helpful boost or whatever, or, you know, an extreme crisis comes along and they need help as an adult, then that's another thing. Um, but you want the kids to be able to fly. Yeah. And some kids... It's important not to feel guilt because there may be some kids, it didn't matter what you did, they, they aren't going to fly. Yeah. But when you go back to your parenting and go, you know, I didn't do any enabling, I did responsibility, I instructed them well, and I pushed them off, and they just went bloop and plopped on the ground. Like then a little you, birdie. <laughs> then you can go, okay, well, I've done my part. Yeah. And you can, you know try to still help them with instruction or whatever. But if they want to go out and do drugs, they want to go out and have sex with everybody. They want to do all the, you know, this party in life or whatever it is. If they choose to do that at the end, then that's on them. But did you push them, give them the biggest opportunity they can? Yeah. You're going to give them, are you giving them the tools that they need? The tools that they need. What they do with those tools is on them and not on you. Yep. Many people who are in their twenties, they are living the best they can with the knowledge, skills, and resources that they had been given. And it's our responsibility as parents yeah. to give them the right skills. Yes, it is. I think that's it for today. <laughs> we need to end it way better than that, honey. <laughs> okay. So I think just to bring it back home, and I just stole your words there, but that's okay because I like it. So to bring it all home, um, as adults... We really need to focus on ourselves more. When we do that, I've asked my son, so I asked all my kids this, how am I as a parent? Like every couple months I'll ask them, how am I as a parent? Are there things you think I could do better? Do you think I'm doing great on something? Like give me this feedback because if I don't know that I'm lacking in an area, I I can't improve. And so my son told me um, I used to not be a very good parent and it was prior to me going through this self-discovery and learning who I was. He goes, but now you're so much better. You're like a great, great parent. And it's because I took that time. And he recognized that I took the time on myself to grow and improve and find out who I am. Yeah. And so by taking that time for yourself, by taking that time for you and your spouse, it's really going to affect your children in amazing, amazing ways. Yeah. I agree. Until next week, peace out.